Church, Charlotte. News uh, that is somewhat problematical, uh, but I want you all to know about uh, our in this freeze that we just had in in Charlotte. Um, our pipes actually froze um, at the church and burst. Um, now these are not the pipes inside the building. Thank the Lord. Um, that would have been a good bit larger problem to uh, address, but. Um, these were on the property out at the uh, near the curb, and so currently we do not have water uh, at the church. Uh, the plumbing company is supposed to be there Friday uh, to fix it. It's not in a very difficult place uh, to reach, um, but I, I think we're fine for Sunday. I think everything will be good on Sunday, um, but I have to confess there is a small uh, chance that we might run into a problem on this coming uh, Sunday service. To be clear, I do not think we will. I think the plumbing company will have fixed it. Uh, we know right where it's at. Um, and I, I assume Sunday will be fine. But there is a small chance <laughs> that uh, there would be uh, some trouble for this coming Sunday. Uh, we'll roll with the punches as they come. It's not the first time we've had to be flexible and uh, it won't be the last, but I do want you to be aware of what is going on. Um, we will be having one service this coming Sunday and it will be at 11 o'clock and we will be having first kids, however. Um, on Christmas day, we did not have uh, first kids. This, this New Year's day, we will be having first kids. Um, so it's going to be a great day. And just to repeat myself, I hope you're all having a great, a great holiday season. You might as well. Uh, the subject I want to spend a little while talking with you uh, about is just uh, the realization that we are, uh, this is the last Wednesday night of 2022. I know that seems impossible. It seems impossible to me. Um, I remember reading 80, 87 reasons why the Lord was coming in 1987. I remember us having prayer meeting up in the church just on the off chance. Uh, my dad didn't think the guy was right. He, uh, I remember him saying that he didn't think the, the guy who wrote that book uh, was right. Um, and he didn't think that God was that easy to figure out. <laughs> he thought that God's ways were maybe a little higher than that, but there was an upswell in the community of, of concern and fear. It was a big deal. And so for the people who um, they thought maybe they ought to get right, <laughs> we had a, a prayer meeting at the church that night. And I, um, I knew the Lord, I just knew the Lord wasn't coming in 87 because we had spent the last two years building a church. And I just knew the Lord was not going to let us work all that time and then, you know, end it all by showing it up before we could move into the church. I was 15 years old. That explains everything. Um, but here we are, the end of 2022, and it's natural for us at the end of a set time, an organized time, it's natural for us to, to take stock, uh, whether it's finishing up a school year, um, whether it's, you know, a season of our life that is transitioning, it's very normal for us to take stock on what has happened, what we have learned, what we've learned about ourselves, what we've, we've learned about uh, the kingdom of God, our calling, our purpose, um, and to apply them to the next logical unit of time, of our lives, of our calling, our ministry. 
And so I think it's only natural for us in this particular time to be uh, thinking and considering the fact that we are at the end of a year and we're on the very threshold of, of a new year. Uh, so how do, we, how do we go about thinking about it? Well, I would have you, uh, I, this is certainly what I'm doing myself, and I would have you do the same if you, would, if you uh, felt uh, inclined to do so. Um, the goal is not to make a big deal over the change of the year. The goal is to reflect upon it um, and to consider what we've learned and what we are aiming at. Um, if you aren't aiming at something, there's no risk of you hitting it. But you can go back even further. You can say, if you can't see it, there's no point aiming at it. And so the first first real a step of growth for us is can we see the target we want to hit uh, if we do not see the target it makes no sense to shoot at it we can't even see the target um, and so uh, as we go into the threshold of a new year we ask ourselves what exactly we are aiming toward what is it that we are trying to accomplish so i would uh, first before we get into new year's resolutions or goals or anything like that i would have us i would have us consider uh, reflecting upon the things we've learned in this year um, this year has come with surprises it's been in many ways a great year and in many ways it's been a trying year um, our church set all-time record for a number of baptisms this year that's exciting uh, taking on the name of the Lord Jesus is one of the great milestones of an individual's journey of faith. It is really symbolic of spiritual adoption. It is symbolic of redemptive covering. Um, it's, a, it's a big deal. Um, and we are so thankful for that. We are looking to see with excitement what the Lord would do next year. Uh, but let's not get ahead of ourselves. What have you learned about yourself this year? What have you learned about your potential this year? What have you learned about uh, your calling? Um, what have you learned about the kingdom of God? What have you learned about what you can do in the kingdom of God? We talked a lot this year about putting God first, and we use the little memory trick of using the spelling of first, uh, putting God first in our finances, uh, putting God first in our interests, uh, putting God first in our relationships, putting God first on our schedule, and putting God first with our talents. Um, we've talked about that a good, a good bit this year. Those of you who have been in our Bible studies or in our prayer meetings, you've heard that quite regularly. Um, we, have, we have a year of experience behind us. We have a year of effort behind us. How are we going to put God first going into the next year. What have you learned about yourself? What have you learned about your calling? What have you learned about the church? And lastly, what have you learned about the kingdom of God, the nature of God, his presence with you? Um, I think God has probably brought you through some struggles this year. I think you have uh, some victories to celebrate this year. I, I really do. I, I don't want you to get so quick or ambitious for next year's goals that you consider or you fail to celebrate uh, what God has done in you in this year. I'm so thankful for the strength that God has given us this year. I'm so, I'm so uh, thankful for the 
of progress that have been made on many fronts. There's been some tremendous doors uh, open to us as a church this year. I'm so thankful. I want us to walk worthy of those opportunities. I want us to show God that we we are safe, a safe place for the young believer to come. We are a safe place for the uh, the backslider, a safe place for the new convert, a safe place for the imperfect. Uh, we are not dangerous through our own vanity, and we're not dangerous through our own willingness to judge others, but we are a safe place. Um, I'm thankful for the doors the Lord has opened open this year. Um, we are, some of our ministries are at the point of maturing where we don't talk about them quite as much. We still do, but not quite as much. But I want you all to know they are just as vibrant and just as successful. Um, this last semester of small groups um, was the largest small group participation we've ever had. Um, we will be going into a, a new semester um, in January. Um, I'm thankful for that. It's the largest participation we've ever had. I'm uh, the same thing with uh, Prosper U. Uh, the 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 success that Prosper U has had. Um, it's it's a mature uh, ministry now. It's not the new kid on the block, but it is just as vibrant and just as um, active as ever. Um, it is maturing in its influence. It's even adding on additional things. Some of our, um, most of you don't know it, but some of our, our leaders in, in Prosper U um, found out about needs among parents this year. And our church was able to host uh, more than just meals. That was um, Sister Venice did a lot of the initial organiz organizing of that with her team, which is extended. Um, and uh, she, we, we provided meals for needy families uh, that are in some way connected uh, to our church through uh, some friendship, some association. Uh, then Prosper You, not only ministering to uh, our families, but uh, Tiffany and Jamala and and others um, heard of needs within our parents, and we. First Church bought Christmas presents this year for a lot of a lot of the children who are underprivileged. Um, I'm so thankful that uh, for what God has done this year. I'm so thankful that our church can just jump on something like that, and it's not a financial burden to us. Um, I'm so thankful, uh, as I mentioned, the 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 people have who we've baptized in Jesus' name this this year. I'm so thankful for the people who've received the Holy Ghost in the last quarter. Once we started doing the same invitation um, for that. Um, it caused us to celebrate it more. Um, people receiving the, the gift of the Holy Ghost. Um, I'm excited. I'm excited about all that God has done. What has God done for you? Um, a milestone for our church has been um, getting under contract with the church property. Um, that property that we owned out on 45 um, is... is um, we haven't closed yet, but it looks very, very strong, and it actually is going to um, Habitat for Humanity, and that land is going to be uh, for, they're going to build as many houses as they can for people who can't afford houses, and so uh, we're thankful for that. It's going to put our church in um, a more comfortable position. We've never struggled financially like um we couldn't pay bills or something. We, that's that's a management issue, um, and we we have a great team. Um, that's never been the problem. But as far as freeing up um, more 
funds for what we are called to do, what our primary mission is. That's a blessing of God. Uh, there's a, it's been a tremendous year. There's also been some painful struggles. Uh, there's been a lot of loved ones that we've buried recently. A lot of you guys buried relatives. We buried some of our congregation uh, members this year. Pr- pr- uh, most notably, just here recently, we baptized um, Dan Smith. But earlier in the year, um, we baptized others of our of our church. Um, uh, David, uh, Brother Logston's uh, wife, we, we buried her this year, and more um, that are connected to the church. Uh, it hasn't been a year of just, shall we say, um, smiles. Uh, there's been tears in this year, but I want to say, and I want you to see in your life the goodness of God. I want you to see the care of the Lord. I want you to see how he has kept us and protected us. And here we are, last Wednesday night of the year, and we are preparing for New Year's Day worship. Uh, we're starting a new year, and we are like millions of people thinking about: Do I want to? Do I want to make some adjustments going into the next year? Uh, uh, let me say, I'm not a big fan of huge New Year's resolutions. Um, I know that is in some way uh, popular with certain personality types. It's not wrong. It's just I. I don't know that a change happens in big pieces. Um, it hasn't been my experience in life that, whether personally or leading other people, it hasn't been my experience that change happens in large pieces. It's been my experience that change happens best in bite-sized pieces. Um, you sequentially change. Um, you do not in uh, some whole moment change everything about yourself. Um, I almost think for most people, not everybody, but for most people, that almost sets them up for failure. It's almost though, uh, you know, someone could look at them and say, you know, honey, I wish you would just be a little bit less ambitious and raise your odds of success rather than being hugely ambitious and raise your odds of failure. Um, and so, how do we, how do we approach um, good, healthy, New Year's resolutions. Well, uh, I'll tell you what I'm doing. Um, it may help you. It may not help you. It may fit your personality. It may not fit your personality. But what I'm wanting to do is I'm wanting to find a manageable level of bite-sized resolutions that I have a fairly high probability, if I will discipline myself, I, I have a fairly high probability of being able to conclude to successfully conclude, invoke, begin these changes, these changes in my in my life. Um, and so, before I do that, I want to read a scripture, and this is from the Voice Translation. This is James chapter number four. We're going to read it, verse number thirteen. Uh, Listen carefully, those of you who make your plans and say, "We are traveling to this city in the next few days. We will stay there for one year while our business explodes and revenue is up." The reality is you have no idea where your life will take you tomorrow. You are like a mist that appears one moment and then vanishes another. It would be best to say if it is the Lord's will and we live long enough, we hope to do this project or pursue that dream. But your current speech, James says, indicates an arrogance that does not acknowledge the one who controls the universe. And this kind of big talking is the epitome of evil. That's such a strange and 
big thing to say. This kind of big talking is the epitome of evil. Why would James say that? Because it is the necessary exclusion of God's will. It's the proclamation that you control your life. You control your future. And this is to banish God and to elevate yourself. And this is basically the Lucifer path. I will ascend on high. I will decide. Uh, uh, James speaks strongly about this big talk. Well, I'm going to accomplish this. I'm going to do this. Um, This is um, a way of boosting yourself to the throne and not acknowledging that God is in control. Let me go back to James verse 17. So if you know the right way to live and ignore it, it is sin, plain and simple. If you know the right way to live and ignore it, it is sin, plain and simple. James, why can you say that? Sin literally means to miss the mark. Sin does not mean, oh, you chose evil. You awoke early, you gathered your witchcraft, and you chose evil. No, sin is missing a mark. There's like an ideal that is available, and you miss that mark in some way by uh, settling, by failing. Um, That is sin. And so James says, if you know the right way to live and you ignore it, uh, this is sin. My plans are a reflection of my intent but God is in control. And so I speak, I want to speak, I strive to speak with a certain humility that never undermines the sovereignty of God in my life. And so we make resolutions, but God is in control. This is not a a source of discouragement to us. This is a source of great hope. Um, It is, it is God that is in control. I'm going to, I'm going to read some James, um, but before I do, let me give you my plan. I'm going to try to make, to, to pick one area of effort in the realm of me needing to do better, my personal self-discipline. Uh, for me personally, I'm going to try to fast more in 23 than I have in 22. I'm going to try, this is my personal how I'm disciplining my flesh. Um, I, I'm going to set a goal in that area of my flesh. And I just told what I'm doing as an example. Um, I'm not saying what you have to do, although I am, I'm going to go on a, um, a Daniel fast starting on the first. Um, and I'll tell you more about that. And any of you who want to join the, the first of the year going on that fast, uh, we can do that together. But um, this area of personal discipline, what? should you choose as the battlefield in your arena of personal discipline? What is killing your potential? Is there something on which you waste too much time? Maybe that could be your battleground. Is there a discipline of your flesh that could help you? Um, Is there something you're you're, you're, you're really failing at in your personal discipline? Pick a battlefield that reflects your personal lusts of the flesh, of the eye, pick a battlefield of self. I'm going to fight one battlefield there. For me, I'm, 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 I've told you, I'm trying to fast more. I'm, 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 the tongue can no man tame. I understand. I, can't, I, I need to eat healthier. Um, I need to be more disciplined. I need to overcome my flesh. I'm going to wrap it all up. That's my battlefield. Uh, now, having picked a battlefield for my self-discipline, I'm going to pick another battlefield for my spiritual growth. Okay, so um, this isn't my personal discipline. This is something I'm choosing to do. 
uh, for me, I'm trying to be this year, and I'm just giving a personal example, not this isn't for you. Um, it may not fit your circumstance or personality at all. I'm just using myself as an example. Uh, for this coming year, I am striving sincerely to be much more systematic with my study and my, my, my writing, my study and my writing. Those things feed my ministry potential. Those things are like the deposits you put into the bank so you have something to give away. As a pastor, as a communicator, I have to be intentional in putting money in the bank <laughs> so I can give it away. Um, and so that is the arena. That battle is the arena of my personal growth, not my self-discipline. Self-discipline, for me, I'm fasting more. My growth is going to be being intentional, orderly and organized in um, the manner in which I study and I and I write. What is your opportunity? What is your opportunity? We talked about the opportunity of spiritual discipline or self-discipline. What can you do in 23 um, to discipline self? Think about that. Secondly, what can you do to grow spiritually? This is a separate type of thing. It's not a discipline uh, to humble your flesh or order your soul, but it is a choice to empower and enlighten your future. I'm choosing this as growth. How are you doing on Bible reading? Uh, is there a fixed time of your day that you you open the Bible and you let it sit in your lap? Uh, my uh, my little girl told me uh, she heard me talking about resolutions, and she told me my New Year's resolution is I'm going to read my Bible more. She said I'm going to start getting up earlier for school so I can be ready and start reading my Bible. I I, I wish her well. I hope that works out. How <laughs> she's eight. <laughs> How are you doing? Where is your growth? What makes a difference for you? So that's the second battlefield. The first one was self-discipline. I chose my battlefield for self-discipline. The second one was spiritual growth. So one is a negative. This is who I am. I'm not going to do that. That's a negative. But the second one, spiritual growth, is a positive. I am going to do that. And for your last battlefield, um, I'd like you to consider um, your opportunity toward others or what we call ministry. So you're turning away from something. You're turning. Both of those are relative to the inner soul. And thirdly, you are going to open your heart to someone, to something. Um, there is opportunity at First Church. Um, we have people who need rides to church. We have people, we're having to buy bigger um we're having to buy a bigger vehicle. We're have, having to get our drivers to get CDL license. There's people who need to come. There is spiritual opportunities every night of the week, either small group or face-to-face -face, um, uh, remote. Uh, we, are, we are trying to create a spiritual vortex where if you want to come to God, you can step into that vortex and you're never left alone. There's always something else. Uh, the baton from uh, Monday night breakthrough with Pastor Anthony, uh, Tuesday night uh, uh, staying in touch, Pastor Lisa, primarily for our women, Wednesday night Bible study with me, uh, uh, spiritual growth, spiritual formation and doctrine, Thursday night on uh, with Pastor Don, uh, Fridays and Saturdays, small groups, Sundays, um, early morning prayer for for usually three to four days a week. Uh, the, the point is not we're good. I, I want to disabuse you of that motion. We're not, we're not good. That's not why we're doing it. Um, we're doing it to, 
to choose a way, to choose a path, to be a certain of people, a certain type of church. So I told you I was going to read you another passage from James, and I'm getting ready to wrap up here. Um, uh, I know you're still in the holiday mode, so I'm going to, I'm going to give you a, a little bit less tonight. Um, this is same the voice translation, which is a fun translation to read. Um, I don't know that I would do systematic theology from it, but it's a fun, very colloquial uh, version to read. James 5, verse number 7 and eight. For this reason, my brothers and sisters, be patient as you wait for the return of the Lord. Look, the farmer knows how to wait patiently for the land to produce vegetables and fruits. He cannot harvest a fresh, freshly planted seed. There's a whole lot of spiritual wisdom right there. He cannot harvest a freshly planted seed. Instead, he waits for the early and the late showers to nourish the soil. You need this same kind of patience. So in, me, in the meantime, strengthen your resolve because the Lord will be coming soon. I think this is the right way to approach a uh, new year resolution. If you have a dramatic view, you're probably going to quit three weeks in. And the reason why is you're going to discover that um, real life is not very dramatic. Um, if you have, if you hyper-spiritualize it, there's nothing wrong with seeing through spiritual eyes, but if you hyper-spiritualize it, um, in my experience, you will lower the possibility of a long-term continuity um, because life isn't hyper-spiritual. Um, it's just not. Um, and what I'd like you to do is have the, the James viewpoint. Look, we're going to plant seeds. We're not going to try to harvest a, a seed. We're not going to try to pretend that we move the speed of harvest when we don't. What we are going to do, however, is we're going to plant the seed. We're going to plant the seed. And we're going to wait for the wind to pass and the rain to fall. We're going to wait for the cold to pass and the warmth to come. We're going to plant the seed and plant the seed and plant the seed and allow the spiritual becoming to take fruit within us. And so this is just a thought, a reflection, a consideration uh, as to how to approach the new year. And I've just given you the way I'm approaching the new year. Um, and I, 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 I've, as it were, kind of lowered your expectations several times, and that's intentional um, because it's my experience and my belief that the steady, the steady planting of the seed is what um, works um, rather than the uh, uh, the race to the swift. Uh, it's it's to he who endures to the end. The same shall be saved. So three things, three areas of battlefield, and for me. Uh, something in my self-discipline, something I'm saying no to, something in my growth, that's something I'm saying yes to, and then something beyond me and the people around me. And this is somebody I'm opening or something, some ministry that I'm opening my heart to. If I can say no to something, I can say yes to something, and I can open my heart to the needy world around me. 23 will be an amazing year of strength an amazing year of growth. So let's let's pray together right now, wherever you are. Just if you're with your family, uh, you can join join with them. Um, however however seems fit. But let's just let's just pray here for a, a few.
hearts um, as we as we consider these things. Lord Jesus, we are asking for your guidance um, in the coming year. We are we are seeking your will uh, in the year to come. Uh, there will be trouble. There will be struggle. But we never thought there would be a path without that struggle. There will be something more important than struggle. There will also be your presence. And when your presence is with us, we know that we can find victory. Uh, if victory is depending on us, we're not going to do very well, Lord, because the reality is most of us, if we could fix it, it would have already been fixed. Um, we're in the circumstance we're in because we can't fix it. We haven't learned to surrender it, um, but we've at least learned we can't fix it. Um, we're praying that in the days to come, that there is a, a great surrender within our hearts toward your call, your kingdom in our life. We pray, Lord Jesus, that we can find uh, those things that are uh, hindering us. Uh, the author of the book of Hebrews uh, referred to those those foxes, uh, the sin that death so easily beset us. Now, we want to put some of that in our sights here today, and we want to say no to it. It might be it might be a hobby we have. It might be some relationships that are. There's nothing edifying about those relationships. Um, it, it it might be habits that are sin or borderline sin and there's nothing positive that comes out of it um something that we review and we say not that i, I turn away from that lord help us to see that walking a path of spiritual uh, righteousness is absolutely necessary uh when we do it, it's absolutely necessary for us to say no to some things. Um, we, we, we can't just have a yes uh, perspective. Um, in Christ, there is a divine yes. But there's a lot in our life that is not in Christ. And we have to learn how to separate that which is in Christ from the things in our life that are continuing, ongoing, besetting weights, sins, frustrations, discouragements, whether those are hobbies, habits, relationships, um, or even self-talk where we become our own worst enemy through critique. Lord Jesus, we want to say no to some things in this new year. And having done that, we want to open our spirit to your anointing and call upon us. And we want to say yes to some things. We want to think about where we are at in our life, where we are at in our spiritual growth. What can we say yes to? Um, if we are not consistent in prayer, that needs to be really, that's that's the foundational beginning. Um, we need to say yes to prayer. Uh, if we don't make time for prayer, there won't be any prayer. If we don't make quiet space, there won't be any spiritual reflection. So Lord, let us say yes to some things. Uh, Bible reading, um, seeking after your will. Uh, let us add the positive on top of the turning away from some things. First, we repent, but then we, and having repented and denied ourselves, we take up our cross. We say yes to something and we follow you. Lord Jesus, I'm praying additionally, lastly, that we would have an openness toward a mission. Um, we are striving to have and to see uh, what would be the healthy spiritual development of every believer in the church. Um, we work fairly hard to make people 
who go through our first steps aware of all the teams that are in our church. Further, we have all the team leaders come by and meet everybody who goes through first steps. Um, we are trying to facilitate it, Lord. But we are also aware of how easy it is because of insecurity to just hang back and not say yes to a ministry opportunity, a, a giving of self, of talent, ability. So, Lord, going into this year, it's your year. We do not claim anything of ourselves. We say, if it be your will, let it happen. We're praying, Lord, for the outpouring of your spirit. We're praying for the growth first of the believer. Um, we don't really grow the church. We grow people. If we can grow people, you grow the church. And so, Lord, I'm, I'm praying that First Church would become a place of spiritual development, a place of spiritual health, where people would grow in their maturity, grow in their, their understanding of grace, grow in their talents and their giving of self. Lord Jesus, let them grow so that you can grow the church. When we're weak, we can't carry anybody else. Uh, when we're weak, it's unhealthy for a woman to have a baby when she's weak. Um, revival sometimes, in some circumstances, could could be withheld simply because the church is nowhere near capable of caring for the needs of others. They're too busy uh, perfecting and encouraging themselves. Um, Lord, let us, let us be strong. Let us be uh, spiritually gifted and empowered. Let us be spiritually resolute. Give us some Holy Ghost grit, I pray, oh God, that we can do your work, that we can fulfill your kingdom. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. God bless you all. We love you. We hope you have a great few days going into the new years. Uh, keep your family close. Kiss your kids for us. Um, we love you all. Remember, Sunday, one service, 11 a.m. It's going to be great. God bless you. We love you. Have a great evening. Thank you for listening to First Church Charlotte. If this podcast has blessed you, please rate it with four or five stars. By doing so, you will help others find our free podcast and bless them. If you're in the Charlotte, North Carolina area, come worship with us at 4929 North Sharon Amity Road. For information about service times, church ministries, and so much more, visit us online at firstchurchclt.com. If you would like to help support our efforts, please text GIVE to 704-445-5353. We pray God's richest blessings to you. Come, worship with us.